The national average for gas prices is rising to insane heights right now. National average has it at 4.37 a gallon, and they are just going to suddenly go back down. It doesn't matter whether we find a new way of recovering more oil like we did when we've discovered a more efficient method of fracking. Everyone can see that mining a non-renewable resource like oil is not a sustainable practice. I mean, no investor is even going to come close to backing a new oil exploration. All of this, especially the price of the pump, is leaving a lot of people turning towards EVs, especially owners of microtransit vehicles like school buses, vans, and delivery vehicles, because the cost of gas is significantly cutting into their budgets. Well, I had the amazing opportunity to speak with John Gilly, CEO of Green Island EV, and they are building a facility that will manufacture these electric microtransit vehicles to give these owners a break. And one of the amazing things is that he is building this campus right in New York, doing something that John is really passionate about, which is bringing 200 clean energy jobs to New Yorkers. And make sure you listen all the way to the end because John has a beautiful master plan for Green Island EV and any green business owner can take some of those sage pieces of wisdom that he has to share from his experience building Green Island EV. You're here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. All right. So, John, do you mind telling us a bit about Green Island EV and what you do? Oh, thanks, Billy. Well, thank you for having me on. So Green Island EV is a New York-based company that was really created to bring EV and clean energy jobs back to my home state of New York. And uh, our, our focus will be on manufacturing in New York micro transit units. Think of uh, the type A school bus the smaller type of public transit bus. Think about campus shuttles. Think about paratransit. Think about senior living centers and really corporate shuttles. So we see there's a huge trend towards non-car metro urban areas. For example, New York City, where I live in Manhattan, there is a trend and a push for a non-car New York. So using New York City or using some other highly dense urban areas as the future, where there's a gravitational pull, we think we're building something that is going to be absolutely incredible and in need to help us not only you know, save the planet, but also to employ people and to transport people safely and efficiently. Right. So your goal with Green Island EV is to create microtransit vehicles, electric vehicles to be used in each of those different situations, right? Oh, absolutely. First in New York, we're going to focus first on getting to scale in New York, New York State, upstate, and also the city. And we feel New York is really at the cusp of of major transformation going from a combustion engine, gasoline, diesel, petro, to really one that is going to be driven by EVs of the future. So we're not the first to market, but we're still very early in the cycle. Very cool. And you mentioned you guys are looking to kind of have this in New York City. How far away is Green Island EV from 
the city and what does that look like? Well, it's 152 miles north, right up the Hudson. So right now I'm in my apartment in Lincoln Center. I'm looking overlooking the Hudson. So I just, <laughs> I think about 152 miles up the river and on the other side of the Hudson is Green Island. It's just north of Albany. So if you look at, and I know, Billy, you've spent some of your, uh, your summers up here in upstate right? So you know exactly where it is. So, <laughs> so really from a geographical, geographically, it's perfect because you can get from Green Island to New York City on a single charge. And when you look at some of the, the rub or some of the hurdles with EV, it's always that range anxiety. But because battery technology has really come so far in the last few years and will continue to improve, the prices of electric power trains and batteries, the prices are coming down and the performance is going up. And typically the, the performance is centered around range. So geographically, we're perfect. Definitely. And are you hoping to maybe go to other metropolitan areas in the Northeast, like Boston, areas like that? Yeah. So I, I think at the macro level, EV will start to happen faster this point forward. No question. And I think we have to give some credit to Elon Musk and Tesla for really establishing the platform or the foundation for electric, really when it comes to infrastructure, because you can't have an electric vehicle at mass or, or critical mass until you have in infrastructure to support the EVs at mass. But if you look at a heat map of where electrical chargers are, e EV systems, and really where Teslas are right now, it's really around the coastal areas. So definitely high density of EVs in California. 75% of all Teslas are sold in California. I'm not sure how many people know that. It's not a, it, it's soon to be a global phenomenon, but really if you look at concentration, 75% of all Teslas are in California, and you have the infrastructure there to support that critical mass. The other area that you could really focus is on is the, the Boston to DC area right along the I-95. If you look at the heat map, you'll see there's a, a lot of density as far as infrastructure and support supporting it, the transformation to EV. Definitely. And for these micro transit vehicles, mm -hmm. are you looking to have like substations where they be deployed or is it going to be kind of a system yeah. where you guys are going to either sell or rent out these vehicles to different municipalities or organizations? How's that going? So like most industries, the EV complex, the ecosystem is very fragmented. You have strategic partners that you are aligned with, that you work with. But also, I think that it's important that we understand what we do great and love to do, which is the manufacturing of EVs, working with customers to help design and build to spec to their specifications for their purpose. But clearly, we don't want to, I don't see ever that Green Island EV will get into charging, we'll get into substations. I'll leave that up to the experts. For example, in upstate New York, Livingston Energy Group, Steve Coons, shout out, will be our partner there, helping to support us on the infrastructure side. We work very closely with National Grid, who is the utility provider in upstate New York, and then in the city, Con Edison. So the ecosystem, you can't master everything, nor do you want to. You want to be an expert in your area, and you got to be very, very disciplined to let others be the expert in their area, what they love doing and do great. The, the secret, I think, to adoption, Billy, is picking partners that you have shared values with and that also you're aligned with on accomplishing you know, your desired outcomes. Definitely. And so your little area that you're focused on in terms of 
the construction of those micro transit vehicles at Green Line and EV? Are you going to be bringing in batteries? Like what's like going to yeah. be like the assembly line process there? Yeah. So, you know, in a typical EV, a Green Island EV, there's about 22 components. That's it. That's why you see so many EV companies springing up and going to market because in comparison to a combustion engine that has 2,200 units or components on that vehicle, I'm not saying EVs are simple, but it's simpler. Once you figure out the science and you have really good electrical engineers on your team, like I do, that will build these products. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And so looking at Green Island EV, what role do you feel that it plays in fighting against the climate crisis? Well, certainly I think New York State, New York as a whole, and I'm a, you know, a native New Yorker, I think the public wants EVs. I think that, so the mind share, the mindset is there. I think the big disappointment for me and others, you know, the public opinion is we've lagged creating EV jobs. And I think where Green Island EV comes in and we fill a gap is that we are the only EV OEM, original equipment manufacturer, headquartered in New York, focused on New York, employing New Yorkers to build EVs in New York. Now, I want to be crystal clear with you here. We are ambitious to go beyond New York. We want to go first to Boston, to Buffalo, Montreal, to New York City. That's our core focus. That's our backyard. We'll win that first. But without question, we have plans to go national and then eventually sell our units globally. So what our purpose is, is to lead the charge in New York State to bring EV jobs back to our state. We're buying EVs. Why are we importing EVs from other countries, other states? That shouldn't happen. We are fully capable of manufacturing our own EVs. We just so happen to be first. Yeah, I mean, you really are trying to just lead the way for for New York to bring it bring it back home, to bring bring back that manufacturing. That's it. If all we did was win New York. First, and by the way, it's not a small market. If all we did in our life was just manufacture micro transit EVs for New York, and that's all we ever did, we'd have a meaningful business. No question. Definitely. And what do you feel is your role as the CEO of Green Island EV? So, number one is creating the vision, making sure that it's well intended. I'm really focused on bringing those clean energy jobs back to my home state, to my hometown. I grew up adjacent to Green Island and a little town called Cahos. So I'm, I'm focused there. I am not an electrical engineer, but however, I am smart enough to know that I need to surround myself with the very best talent. So uh, at the end of the day, my core job is winning the war for talent and really focusing on the organizational development from a talent perspective. I will let people much smarter than me and more skilled than me be focused on building the product. Of course, I will guide and shape it, making sure that we're providing safe, reliable units for the market. But I'm not going to meddle in Andy Clevenger is our chief engineer and we have a couple of other folks on the team that are engineering backgrounds, electrical engineers, mechanical engineers. I'm not going to get in their way. My job is really to create the environment for them to do the very best work of their career. Definitely. That's great. And I know you also have truck tractor trailer as well. What is the connection between TTT and Green Island EV? Well, I think it's interesting, right? So if you look at what Tesla has done, and I credit to Elon Musk for really being the bold visionary and taking bold action, a lot of risks to manufacture Teslas, the actual vehicle. Where I don't think he gets enough credit is really establishing the e-commerce platform. 
that he built. Uh, many people don't realize that most Teslas are bought online. There is no physical Tesla dealerships that I know of. I think he might have a handful, but clearly he's all about a digital mindset and doesn't spend any money on advertising, doesn't have salespeople, he has product specialists. But I think if you look at the relationship between Tesla and Tesla.com, you can start to figure the relationship and better understand the relationship with TTT and Green Island. TTT, trucktractortrailer.com, yes, we're focused on the buying and selling of used trucks, tractors, and trailers. That will, by the way, gradually, there's a gravitational pull that those units will also be electric one day. So there's a lot of leverage here between the two, but TTT will be the registered dealer in New York for Green Island doing business as greenislandev.com. So going back to the analogy of Tesla and tesla.com, I think you can better understand the relationship with TTT and Green Island. I will also tell you that there's going to be, I know if you look at the transportation business and trucking, even consumer auto, there's been a, because of COVID, because of the war in Ukraine, a lot of supply chain issues globally. There's not a lot of supply of new or used, but that will of course correct. So what I see happening in the next couple of years is that there's going to be a mad dash, especially in the state of California, as there's mandates coming down that the units have to be EV. Well, the diesels, right, will have to be liquidated at some point or retired. So I think TTT will serve a purpose in the acceleration of EVs by being that channel of liquidation, but also keeping track of fleets and carriers and municipalities in their conversion cycle from diesel to EV. Very cool. And so what is your goal for Green Island EV for 2022? Well, right now it's, it's about getting this factory built. And I have great partners in the village of Green Island for one. And I feel like I come to work every single day representing the village of Green Island to build this beautiful showcase property that is going to employ 200 locals. And we're talking 200 really, really good jobs. And so it's going to be a, a great place to go to work. It's also going to be, a, you know, we're calling it a campus, Billy. I think you'll appreciate this being the academic junkie that you are. You know, there's a lot of there's another reason we're picking this area, not just because it's Green Island and it's a place. I'm not a marketing genius, although people give me credit for coming up with a brand like that. But Green Island's an actual place that I grew up. So <laughs> it's interesting. But I think if you look at within a 10 mile radius, you have some world class, truly world class educational colleges and universities. Rensselaer, RPI, one of the leading engineering schools on earth is less than a mile away as a crow flies from Green Island. Also adjacent just south of RPI in Untroy, it's really across the Hudson, a community college called Hudson Valley Community College. That is so happens to be one of the leading schools and vocational schools for automotive technology. And of course, those students there are really starting to learn about how to work on electric trucks, electric cars, really understanding how to work on EV and they're hungry to do it. So if you look at a talent pool, we're going to have a couple of different schools to pull from, as well as other schools in New York, like Rochester Institute of Technology, RIT, which is a great school, Syracuse, Cornell. And my job is, I think part of my job is in, in creating opportunities here is keeping those New Yorkers home, not having to leave the state for opportunity, right? So there's a part of me that is very proud, and it's a huge responsibility to create opportunities but I think we're, again, being well-intended here. Again, you've noticed I haven't said anything about making money or going public or any of that. I think all those things happen later. 
And if they don't, so what? But if you can, if we can build a, a high quality business here that you're creating great jobs and you become a responsible partner to community in New York, I think your profits and your growth and money comes later. Yeah. It just comes as a byproduct of all these great things that yeah. you're doing. It's going to happen just because of all the great work and it's part of it. I think so, Billy. That's why I, about a year ago when I, I, I met you, I was so excited and I tried to recruit you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's not over yet. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> cool. And I have this one question that I love to ask. And yeah. what are you learning right now? What is something that you are just really like, diving into just really interested in right now? Let me tell you something. When I was 40, I thought I knew everything. Right? <laughs> I'm 60, I, I wake up and I'm 60 and I know nothing. And so I'm learning everything. So the way we're building Green Island, we have, of course, it's a typical startup project management. We build it along four pillars. Pillar one is people, right? You always start with people. It's a people first endeavor. Without the right people, forget it your dream's not going to come true. But if you get the people thing right, great people that are working together very well can solve any problem, convinced of that. Our second pillar is product. And our product, really, we have two products at Green Island. We have the actual EVs, the actual vehicle itself, but also we have this campus is our product. And when we have customers or Governor Hochul shows up and wants to show other businesses how to do it in New York, how New York does it. When they walk on campus or the employees walk on campus or students from RPI or Hudson Valley or RIT or, or Union or wherever, Siena, are, are there working on campus, it becomes almost like an offsite classroom, right? Where real work is being done. So product is really important. So I'm learning a lot about product as well as the, the vehicle itself, which is not easy to do by the way, but it's, it, it's only one of the things we're doing. The third thing is pillar three, which is really around the customer and that's revenue. Pillar three is revenue. And you have your boots on the ground because your customers want to still a high, very, very high touch environment. They need to be guided through the transition from combustion to EV. And we will have that very, we'll have that high touch feel. But the other side of the of the revenue is the digital aspect. And I think that's where the TTT team comes in. Our digital dealership, greenislanddv.com, we come in, we can hit a lot of points and, and provide like you do. We, we provide a platform to educate folks in a very non-intrusive way. You know, it's free education we'll offer. And why do we do that? Well, the more educated people are about a subject, it takes some of the concern and barriers and hurdles out of the way to, to the transition to EV. So I think if we can take an education, academic first approach to this, we will accelerate conversion, not just to Green Island, but to all EVs, right? So a rising tide lifts all ships. The fourth pillar we have, which is kind of boring, is finance, legal, and administration. However, you need solid governance when you run your business. And I have uh, Robert Gurman is our, our CFO. We have our interim uh, general counsel is Tevin Grant. I could not have two better partners on this to help steer us in the right direction and to make sure we're on solid footing. So you ask me what I'm learning, I'm learning everything. And it's exciting. <laughs> That is, that's very exciting. That's very exciting. And, you know, it's, it's so cool just to hear what everybody is getting into, what's their, 
starting to learn because as humans, we we always are constantly trying to better ourselves in some way and being able to understand like what other people are focused on, what they're learning about can really just open your eyes to like whole new fields that you never really even thought of before, just because you just hadn't had the opportunity to experience it. So it's, it's definitely really cool. Well, I, I, I give you credit for being an optimist and being very positive. I would like to think that humans, all humans are, uh, approach their day looking to grow and learn new things. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm pretty positive that is not true in all cases, but I, I do think there's a, the folks that do help to make this world a better place do keep an open mind. They do want to improve. They do want to make this earth a better place. And I think that, again, well-intended, I think can, can drive a lot of positive change. Yeah, definitely. I think if people as in a way, like they, they're well-intentioned, they might not always have things that are going the right way for them every single day. And and that's, yeah. that's for everybody, but in well-intentioned and in most of the time, I feel like it can definitely be for those people who are out there trying to make the world a better place. They're definitely coming to the world with open mindset, ready to learn something new. So, <laughs> yes. well, just the opposite is true too. If you have a closed mindset and you start off the day, not trying to improve things, you're probably going to accomplish your goal, right? If you start off your day going, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to learn anything. I don't believe anything. I don't want to improve. You're probably not accretive to, you know, mankind, right? You're probably not, you're not adding any value. Right. I, exactly. I like, you, I like people who add value. There you all go. Right. Definitely. All right. So I got two, two questions left for you here. The first one, if somebody is interested in getting in touch with you, learning more about Green Island EV, how can they get in touch with you? Listen, I'm on LinkedIn. Send me a request. Send me a note on LinkedIn. My contact information is on trucktractortrailer.com. It's right there or on greenislandev.com. So you got three places to get a hold of me. LinkedIn, send me an invite and the purpose of your note or how you see us working together, trucktractortrailer.com or greenislandev.com. And for one person who is, you know, maybe looking to start their green business or looking to grow their green business, what is one tip that you would give them from your experience in trying to grow Green Island EV? What, What is one tip you would give them? Well, this is anyone starting any kind of business, right? Only a company, new or old, that is growing and making money will continue to exist. Only a company that is growing and making money can do good things for other people. So again, all these good intended people go into business wanting to start their green business. You have to prove out the economics because typically that I see from the EV space or even green energy and climate is that you have a lot of academics that come into it and are very wicked smart but they're failing to prove out the economics. And I think it's two things, Billy. I think it's the academics and the economics that will lead the companies to success. Adversely, if you come into it just with a pure mindset to make money, you're gonna fail. So I think it's a perfect blend of academics plus the economics. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much, John. This has been really great to have you on. Thank you so much for joining me and being able to tell your story. Well, thanks for having me, Billy. Great job. And I'm so proud of you. Keep it up. Thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed receiving another dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, 
it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in seeing the faces of the people in these podcasts or receiving free business training specifically geared to green businesses, make sure you check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of climate positivity. Oh,